Welcome to Getting Healthcare Right, a bi-monthly podcast about the business of healthcare. Brought to you by TriHealth and hosted by Jamie Smith, president and publisher of the Cincinnati Business Courier. In this podcast series, we explore changes being made by some healthcare systems to provide care differently and in a way that benefits patients, employers, and entire communities all while costing less than traditional healthcare delivery. It's about getting healthcare right. Welcome to today's episode of Getting Healthcare Right, brought to you by the Cincinnati Business Courier and presented by TriHealth. Today, we have Dr. Malia Harper, an internist and medical director at TriHealth, and Brian Lawler, president of local media at Scripps, a TriHealth executive health patient to talk about executive health screenings. I wanna thank you, Dr. Harper and Brian for your time today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're excited to get into this a little further. Dr. Harper values the relationship that she has had with her patients. In order to provide effective treatment, she knows that she needs not only to learn about a patient's current symptoms, but also understand that person as a whole. Dr. Harper works with adult patients on preventions, detection, and treatment of common and acute illnesses. Dr. Harper partners with her patients on all facets of their healthcare needs. I wanna start out just talking a little bit about the importance of executive health and what it can do. So Brian, I'm gonna start with you. I understand you had quite a surprise at your annual executive physical a few years ago. Do you mind sharing that story with us? No, happy to, Jamie. Thanks. Yeah, working for Scripps, I have a senior executive position, and so I'm fortunate that one of the benefits afforded to our company executives is to participate in the executive physical program. And so every year I would typically schedule a day and go into TriHealth and have a morning of tests and an an hour or a couple hours of sort of readouts and discussions with Dr. Harper as the results come back. And so I've gotten used to doing it every year. And then uh, three years ago, I went in for uh, my executive physical. I guess I was 52 at the time and feeling good and pretty active. And you know, I've been done marathons and triathlons and all that kind of stuff and had been on the treadmill that morning and felt like all my results were going to be great. And so went in and, you know, did a couple hours of blood work and tests and was up on the treadmill with the echocardiogram and all sorts of different tests. And then um, as the results started coming back in real time, Dr. Harper sat down with me and we we're going through all the results and, and talking about things and everything was you know, good, good, good. And then at some point she was looking at her uh, laptop and started looking a little different. And I remember vividly her putting the top of the laptop down and, and looking at me and said, uh, so there's a, uh, a spot in your lung that wasn't there a year ago. She says, it looks like a little nodule and I don't really know what it is, but you know, we can never be uh, too safe. So the fact that uh, this thing is something and it wasn't a year ago, we should, you know, just be real proactive. And so she said, you know, while we're going through everything, let me reach out to one of our lung specialists here and see if maybe we could get an appointment to uh, see him just so we can be proactive with this. And so while we were, you know, still there going through everything, by the time I left, I had an appointment. This was on a Monday, my executive physical. And on Thursday, uh, they got an appointment for me to see one of the top lung doctors at TriHealth. And uh, so I went up to uh, 
Bethesda. Again, still not really, you know, thinking much of it. And as he pulled up the chest x-ray and looked at the uh, image that Dr. Harper had seen, he said, you know, I don't like the way this thing looks. And uh, I hate to scare you, but I think you might have stage one lung cancer. And I was never a smoker. I was in great shape. And I said, look, there's no way I have stage one lung cancer. I mean, I don't know what that thing is, but I guarantee you, you know, I don't have lung cancer. I feel great. I'm running. I'm doing everything. And he said, well, we won't know until we get it out. That's the only way to really test it. And he said, so we're going to have you come in next week and we'll do a procedure and we'll take it out and kind of showed me a video on what that would look like. And he said, you know, if it's nothing, we'll take it out. We'll biopsy it right on the spot and it'll be, you know, 45 minutes later, you wake up and we'll send you home. He said, but if it is something in real time, we'll have to decide what is it? Did it spread? Do we have to you know, did it attach to anything? Do we have to, you know, touch part of the lobe? They had identified it was in the top lobe of the three lobes on my right side. And so I went into, you know, surgery uh, the following week at uh, at 7.30 in the morning, knowing that, okay, hopefully it was going to be 45 minutes. And I woke up and I was in recovery and uh, the nurse said to me, uh, how you feeling? And I said, what time is it? And she looked at her watch and she said, it's 11.45. And I went, oh, this isn't going to be good. And sure enough, I uh, met up with uh, Dr. Adams a short time later, and he told me that, in fact, when they tested it, it was uh, stage one lung cancer. And they had done a lobectomy and taken out the uh, the top of the three lobes on the right side. So, yeah, that was uh, quite a two weeks. Yeah. So are you saying you went to your initial visit, you went to the, you know, for your annual, you yeah. went to the second one. And yep. still, you were having no symptoms. You and your mind were healthy as could be. Yep. It turns out, as I now know, there are no symptoms for stage one lung cancer. Yeah. In fact, you know, when I went into Dr. Adams' office and obviously had a couple of follow-up appointments, I remember the young lady who was working the reception desk said to me, so you're Brian. We've been waiting to meet you. We never meet anybody with stage one lung cancer because nobody ever knows they have stage one lung cancer. The fact that you actually had a chest x-ray that found this is a total fluke because typically there are no symptoms. And when it was all said and done, I was talking to Dr. Adams. I said, by the way, when would I have known I had a problem? And this was the moment that it got real for me. He said, a year from now, you would have got a bad cough. You would have gone to your doctor. He would have sent you to me and I would have given you a 15% survival rate beyond five years. Well, if that's not a reason to do this, I don't know what is. Yep. Can you tell me how long did it take you to recover from the surgery and get back to work? I was pretty lucky. So the first, my executive physical was on a Monday. I saw Dr. Adams, the lung doctor on Thursday. I had the surgery the following Friday. And initially the thought was that I was, you know, if in fact it was something and I probably spent three nights in intensive care. As it turned out, my lungs sealed overnight, I think because of the level of fitness I had. And so I actually went home the next day and I missed one week of work. When they took out my uh, my lobe, they also took out lots of lymph nodes and tested all these other areas. And in the middle of the next week, they told me that um, they didn't think it had spread, that they had gotten all of it. And so there wasn't going to be any chemo. There wasn't going to be any radiation. And so, um, yeah, the joke around the office was, remember the month Brian had cancer. But yeah, I was, you know, literally missed a week or 10 days of work and then came back. It took, you know, a couple of months to get back in the gym and begin uh, to you know, get all of my energy back. But it was relatively easy process uh, considering the magnitude of it. Uh, how are you impacted, if at all, today? Not at all. Not at all. It took me, you know, I don't know if maybe I have a little less 
lung capacity, but if I do, I can't tell. You know, I still go to the gym five, six times a week. I do a fair amount of running. I can get after it pretty good. And so, you know, the first year, I could definitely tell when I had less air getting in. But, uh, you know, I think they're, they talk about your lungs can expand a little bit. And I don't know if they're back to the size they were, or at least my body's used to it. But I have zero uh, impact anymore. And they say that the first two years are the most critical. And so I would every six months go back and get a scan. But they said if it doesn't come back in the first two, it rarely does. And uh, I'm now three years removed, completely clear. Uh, just had my three-year scan. And, um, you know, as the oncologist told me after that, he said, basically consider yourself cured because this rarely will come back from this point forward. So it's been an amazing blessing. It is. It's outstanding. Dr. Harper, how unusual was it for someone seemingly as healthy as Brian was having an undetected and serious condition like this? I was shocked, to be honest. I This is not what I expected. I know he did not. He talked about he's in phenomenal shape. He takes great care of himself. He does everything right. And so I was not expecting to find anything that particular visit. I was shocked, honestly. I think I, I guess, had a good doctor face when I told you that there was this spot on your lungs that we needed to talk about because I could tell from the way that the radiologist described it, that this was most likely a lung cancer. And in fact, had Dr. Adams take a look at it while you were with us that day to have him take a look at it because I, I wanted his opinion before I said anything or did anything. And and he had told me that he thought it looked extremely suspicious for lung cancer and, and felt nearly positive that's what it was, as positive as you can be without actually having a the tissue diagnosis. But you know, that's why we do it. You never want to find anything. You always hope that that everything turns out the way that you expect it to. But every once in a while, you pick things up and you find things that you didn't anticipate finding. And, and that's why we screen and do prevention. And we weren't specifically looking for a lung cancer on his visit with us. And we do a, a bunch of different testing within the executive health program. So it's a little different than your typical physical, but that's why we do it. We occasionally find something and then we can do something about it. You know, I feel like my next question is just kind of a silly question after hearing this story, but how important are annual physicals to managing person's health? I think they're so important. It gets you in front of your physician or, or provider. Again, screening is key. We want to find things before they develop symptoms. Again, you know, the executive health program is just a, is, is a little different than your typical physical and, but even your annual regular physicals. I mean, it's, it's checking your blood pressure. It's getting blood work done. It's having somebody who is a professional lay eyes on you and try to pick things up that you may not necessarily have symptoms from for, in your case, a year. And so you can't find it if you're not looking. They're so important. And you always hope that it's it's like insurance. You always hope you never need it. You always hope that everything comes back perfectly and and you get a clean bill of health. But we always have surprises. Do you think because business executives are so busy that they really have difficulties managing their health? I'm assuming this program kind of helps eliminate that. Yeah, I mean, we really we, we target and kind of tailor for the busy executives. So I think so many of our executives travel. So many of our executives are scheduled out every minute of every day. And it's hard to find the time for any of us and, you know, especially our busy executives to, to take the time to take care of ourselves. And so part of the way that our program is structured is all in one day and it's all on site and it's all provided within a couple of hours. 
so that we're maximizing the time and you know we're getting everything done from prevention. We have nutritionists that work with us, physical therapists, personal resiliency coaches. So we have a whole team that works with me and our executives to maximize really kind of looking at how can we help executives to be the best they can be both from a physical, emotional, mental wellness standpoint and take that time, even if it is just once a year, taking that time to really focus on their health and well-being. Brian, obviously you're very fortunate to have the fact that Scripps has a program like this for you and works with TriHealth on this program. But what would you say to your peers or others out there about getting that executive physical? I've become a pretty big advocate for physicals and executive physicals. And I recognize, you know, not everybody's company offers an executive physical. I have many friends who are successful, run their own businesses. And I've, you know, shared with them my story and, you know, advocated that they start executive physical programs at the highest levels of their company. For my other friends, I just, you know, I share my story and, and just encourage them that a consistent review of their own personal health and at least getting a, a normal annual physical you never know what you're going to find. And in my case, it absolutely changed my life. And so it's a story that I'm happy to tell. If it helps anybody, then it's absolutely worth it. Well, we're happy to hear this story as well. This and a few other stories we've heard on this podcast are great to hear. Unfortunately, so often the stories you hear on healthcare are the sad stories. You know, we waited too late. So it's great to hear a program like this that helps turn that story around. I want to thank both Brian and Dr. Harper for their time today and adding their story to our population health journey. I'd like to thank our audience for tuning in. And I'd like to remind you, if you've missed any of the past episodes of Getting Healthcare Right, go to the CincinnatiBusinessCourier.com, click on our menu in the top left corner, look under Partner Content, and click on Getting Healthcare Right, and you'll be able to listen to all of our past episodes. Again, Dr. Harper, thank you. Brian, thank you. Any closing comments from either of you? Hey, just thank you for your time and letting us uh, share our story. And like you said, it's nice to have a happy story. Thanks, Jamie. All right, Brian, thanks and congratulations. So happy for you. Thanks. Thank you for downloading Getting Healthcare Right, presented by the Cincinnati Business Courier and sponsored by TriHealth. To learn more, visit trihealth.com.